welcome to the round that was O&M Live podcast round number two recap. My name is Blake Panda Escott. Across from me, as always, is the big goofy looking Gus McLeod. How are you, Gus? Goofy looking. <laughs> Coming from old three quarters Escott over here. <laughs> three quarters Escott. That's because I was watching the Bombers on Saturday night, Not Gussie. good enough. Four and one, flying ahead of Anzac Day. We're not doing Anzac Day footy anymore. We're taking Collingwood Essendon because I want the Dons. Oh, well. I want to get paid, and I'm calling Anzac Day. <laughs> and it's going to be a ripping game as well, that one, that it, Dogs Derby. It's a good little segue into the first game to uh, review, Panda, and that was the Wodonga Raiders taking on the Rovers. I, I spoke to Tristan Az for about half an hour on the phone today, and he just said it was one of the most bizarre games ever played. And you, no team ever felt like they were on top, but no team ever felt settled. And, gee, the Raiders surprised a few, didn't they? Mm. Got within a... They led, actually, by nine points at one a stage. a fair chunk of the day, didn't they? Of the last term, and the Rovers kicked two late goals. If you go back and watch the footage, the Rovers probably had a dominant display of footy for the last 10 minutes of the quarter. Brody Filer had a shot on goal, which was controversially overruled, so they possibly could have won by about 18 points, but full credit to the Rovers, uh, the Raiders, Panda. They have really surprised the competition. I think many people expected that to be a 10-goal win. Yeah, absolutely. So well done to the Raiders, and we hope to catch up with Cam ellis Yolman, superstar from the Raiders who made his debut on the weekend very soon uh, in this podcast. Uh, other results in the SSNA ovens, Amari Yarrawonga on the board after round two with a 100-point thumping of North Aubrey. Uh, Wodonga, the big, big win of the round, defeating Wangaratta for the first time in seven years. Where that stat of mine did get a bit of a uh, did a, a workout on Saturday night. Happy it, with that one. And it got trumps too it in the did. post game. It got trump because that's the first time that Wodonga have beaten Wang in Wang since 2007. Has Fritt- I was 12 and you were a what? Nine. Nine. Has Fritter put that in the paper? He hasn't. Unfortunately, or maybe he has. I actually haven't read the articles, if I'm being uh, completely honest. Sorry, Freda. And uh, Aubrey, too good for Myrtleford on the weekend. Luke Daly's 250th game. Plenty of talking points. I want to start under lights, Panda. Uh, Scrap them if they are not in round one. I think scrap them full stop. I think it's a really good initiative that we've tried. I remember Panda 2021, your first year. We had five or six twilight night games, and it it was ridiculous. It didn't work. The the only way I can see a nighttime game working, Panda, is, if I'm being totally honest, Good Friday and maybe at the Aubrey Sports Ground. I reckon that's the only place you're going to draw a crowd where you can can go out afterwards and so forth. I I know the weather didn't help, but there was no one there. I, I, I think do not have them unless we're still in daylight savings. And yeah, the, I and, tend to agree. And that's the first round every now and then. Unless we are still in daylight savings towards the end, I just think they're not worth it. And we, and obviously the rain would have kept a few people away on, on, on Saturday night down in Wangaratta, but you and I were both there. They Magpies probably wouldn't have been all that happy with that crowd. It was a special night for them. They were celebrating their third premiership. So, um, yeah, kept a few people away. Uh, lots of good crowds, though, throughout the afternoon football, though, Gussie. And um, uh, that's when people sort of went along to the football because it was a nice 22-degree day. It was pretty balmy and the rain held off. Yeah, so, look, I, I think it's a great initiative that we've got the facilities that we can try these things. Pen, but I think the test case for this period of time has been, been run and done. Uh, the football, nonetheless, wasn't... 
wasn't a great spectacle. Um, I think the greasy conditions, as we described it on the call, the rain just trickled in all night. It wasn't a, a heavy downpour, but the footy was skidding across the turf and it made taking taking marks out at, at pace on the lead a little bit harder to, to reel in and so forth. But we saw a, an uncharacteristic wanger at a side who almost looked a little bit tired for mine. They looked a little bit a little bit slow of a gallop. We know they've had an interesting uh, couple of weeks and they come off a really tough game of footy last week. We can't underestimate how tough that Good Friday game was. But they come up against a red-hot Wodonga outfit, Panda, who I wouldn't say have surprised the competition, but have probably outdone expectations. Three and zip, they're playing attractive brand of football and it looks like Geordie Taylor's really got everyone on the same page down at the kennel. Belief and momentum are wonderful things when you've got a young group, isn't it, Gussie? And I just think that, um, you know, look at look at Wodonga and their, the age demographic demographic of their group. You know, they have some really good middle-aged, sort of mid-20-year-old talent as well who have been around the system for 30, 40 games and, you know, in the third year of this plan uh, of Geordie Taylor. And, they're, they're, and you can see that. You can see that they have a game plan that they all believe in. We're talking on Saturday night on the call as well. They have such an even balanced side. Look at their defence. Morrison, Johnson, O'Sullivan, Andrews down there. And then you, you move into the midfield. Angus Baker moves in there and he's an out-and-out star in the midfield with Greenhill and Mathy and, and co. And then you move down to the forward line and they got Hines and Jewell and Jorgensen. So, and then you got Bailey Griffiths, the big ruckman as well, who's only going to get better. So their lineup is is so even. They do not have too many holes and they're 3-0 and and they're on track for the Wodonga's sake to hopefully break that finals drought, which they are, they hate. They hate the fact that they have that the longest drought in the uh, in the A and M. But they're on track. If they get to four and zip, Panda, I can't say I'm missing. If I'm being truly honest, I can't say they're missing. If they get to four and zip, you mentioned that their run, Panda, and, and the list they're building is is quite young and exciting. Here's a forty wing stat for you. Tom Johnson's the oldest player in that Wodonga side. The second oldest player is Nick Hines, and he's 27 mm. years old. So they really are a young, exciting outfit, and Geordie Taylor was really bullish about their season to come, but also the way they played on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, it's fantastic um, Yeah, to beat a Wang. I think it's 2016 since we beat him and 2007 since we beat him here. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting for a young group. Yeah, I think that was the best we've shown pressure-wise um, this year. Um, I think last year we started focusing on offense too much and we went away from what made us really good and um, that's our pressure. So, yeah, it's, it's, it was great to see today. Heinz, he would love that, you saying that. Just mentioning his name, he'd love it. Yeah, no, nah, both of them were sensational um, for different reasons. Jorgie's gone up again. and um, He's been great for us for the last three games and Heinz, he kicked a good, good clutch goal or two. So... It's great for him. More than a good clutch goal or two, Gus. He kicked four straight, all from 40 metres out, and made the most of some minimal chances on the night. But that's a sign of a good player in the Ovens and Murray. The thing I like about the way Hines, he sort of plays is... If you notice the way or the where he took his marks inside forward 50, Panda, he took a lot of marks between 30 and 50 metres out. But three of them were uncontested, so he's clearly evading his defender. And at times, he was playing on for mine the best defender in the comp in, uh, in Michael Baldingyong. And he found space inside forward 50. Now the luxury of coming into the ovens and Murray versus the Telangula League, he's probably got the service to, to hit him a little bit cleaner uh, going inside 50. So he's chimed in with four goals. He only had six disposals for the game, but if four of them are 
goals. You're playing your role and you're yep. doing a good job. Chimed in with the dual stick and, and I thought Jess Ca- the Jet stick. Cassidy, uh, the stick, uh, I thought Jet Cassidy played a, a really important role as well. He was quiet but bobbed up and, and took his chances when they come. The dogs aren't a a side that need one player to fight. They've got even contributors across the board, which makes them a big threat. Going in towards finals this year, Panda, another team that'll, that'll really threaten is the Albury Tigers. And, and once again, they made a serious statement, didn't they? I, I didn't watch the game live. I've watched the replay back, but they're impressive. They are. Watch the first half live and just thought they were, once again, really even over the ground. I think they are the most skillful side in the competition. As in foot skills? Um, yep, or, yeah, foot skills, the most skillful side on the comp over the first couple of weeks. We saw that firsthand against Yarrawonga when, when you called them, and then they followed it up again um, against Myrtleford. And, and, and watching the game and listening to the call, the boys kept on talking about the delivery to Jacob Conlon, and it was on the end of eight goals. Necessarily wasn't you know, bad defending from Charlie Crisp. It was just the fact that the service and the delivery going inside forward 50 to, to a forward line, which is prolific and doesn't need too many chances, was on song. So well done to Jacob. He's letting the Doug string after two rounds with 10 goals. And Aubrey just looks so even. Speak about the evenness of Wodonga. Find me a hole in, Wodonga, in the uh, in the Aubrey lineup. And um, yeah, they're just such an even lineup, and they're going to take some real beating. Players like Ben Kelly, who... If we're being honest, Pan have probably been in the bottom five players for the Albury Tigers uh, in terms of output across the last couple of seasons. Well, all of a sudden, Ben Kelly's popped up and kicked two and four in consecutive weeks. Now, he's probably playing in a role that's a little bit more suited to him up, up in the forward line. But no side's got a match-up for him at the minute, Panda, because they're having to put so much pressure onto Jacob Conlon. Well, clearly it didn't work all that well because Ben Kelly's popped up and managed to kick four goals himself. We're yet to see Colby Heiner-Hennessy hit the scoreboard and uh, and make an impact. We're yet to see Jay Hillary make an impact on the scoreboard, albeit he's playing across half back and a wing. They do not have many gaps in their side, Panda, but the biggest improvement they've made on last year is, yes, Jacob Conlon's kicked eight goals, but their avenues to goal have expanded uh, so incredibly far and wide. Elliot Powell becomes a genuine goal-kicking threat from the midfield. Braden O'Hara will chime in and kick goals, as will Jake Gaynor. And there's a guy we keep forgetting to talk about each and every week, and he's always good for two or three goals, and that's Jeffrey Garlett. Yeah, kicked another two goals on the weekend. We still haven't seen the best of him in this competition, it's fair to say, but he looks like he might kick that 40, 50 goals this year. If you look at the Myrtleford side of things, um, they were competitive. Once again, I think Craig Miller was reasonably happy with their performance. Um, It could have really blown out in the last quarter, but I think they won the last quarter. They kicked the last four goals, I think, of the game. So um, a, a good way to finish off, but they got some things to work on, just an incredibly young outfit, but they do look like they found one in Sam Hilton Joyce. Yeah, he looks a player. Craig Miller was big on him uh, in the preseason. I-, I can't comment too much, Panda. I haven't watched him play. He's quick. Play Breaks lives. Uh, but, uh, but Craig was very big on, on him, and he was also big on, on Kyle Winter Irving as well. We haven't seen Kyle take the game by the scruff of the neck, but what we have seen, Panda, in the footage that I've gone back and watched is he always competes. He's a bloke. You can kick the footy long down the line to or get the ball inside forward 50, and he's going to bring it to ground because Myrtleford do have a really good brigade of small forwards and even mid-sized forwards. We're seeing Simon Curtis move kick four to a forward role this year. Normally, that's for midfielders and halfbackers that are starting to hit towards the end of their career. I reckon Simon must be carrying a little bit of a niggle. I don't think he's going to go and play full forward if he's not... Uh, only if he's not quite 100% right. But Craig Miller was, was vocal on the fact that they've got a lot to learn on. They've got a lot to take away from the game. And 
Craig's not shying away from the fact they're a young side when he caught up with Chris Mitchell and the boys post-game following the loss to the Aubrey Tigers. Yeah, we got beaten by a better side today. They're clearly um, you know, one of the premier teams in the competition. They showed last week against Yarra. They've obviously uh, given us a bit of a touch-up today. But when we hold our heads high, I mean, we... We know where we're at. We're a pretty young team, and we come up against a very experienced football side today, and, and they taught us a few lessons. Taught us a few lessons there, so well done to Craig Miller joining us post-game. Luke Daly, on the other hand, was celebrating game 250. I'm pretty sure he got on the sh- uh, on the score sheet a couple of times. And I thought he- he'd say he was gonna, pretty sure he got on the sherbets. <laughs> I saw a photo of him at Z-Bar on he social did. media. I reckon he did get on the sherbets, but he also got on the score sheet in game 250 as well. He also caught up with Chris Mitchell post-game. Oh, it's hard trying to think back 20 years like it's a long time. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's, a, it's a dream come true, really, you know, to be able to play 250 games. I, I was probably blessed to play one. I still remember my debut and, you know, I was thrilled to play at least one game for the club. But, the, you know, to be able to play 250 and, you know, play with some terrific players and just absolute champions of people across the journey, it's been, uh, yeah, unbelievable. And been, I've been reflecting a bit as the... Uh, as the week's gone on, so it's uh, but it's been really nice. You know, I love this place. I spent over half my life here, so you know, some wonderful people. You know, players, sponsors, supporters, volunteers, everyone across the like. So yeah, it was uh, good to just get the win and you now have a couple of beers and enjoy it. Well done to Luke Daly, a, a starring career, uh, lots and lots of premierships and success at a very wonderful football club. So well done to Luke Daly and a good game to reflect as we take a look at uh, the other game, uh, North Albury up against Yarrawonga Gussie. Yarrawonga with a big win, 143-43, 100-point win. Nick Fothergill, we have seen him kick so many goals in this competition from the midfield. Believe he may have played a little bit half back on a wing for the weekend. Still bobbed up and kicks. Goals. Can play footy, Panda. Can play footy. Uh, can Nick Fothergill. The, the thing that I like about this from the Yarrawonga Pigeons, Panda, is the, the outs that they had on the weekend. No Lockie Howe, no Gibbons, uh, no Masters. Masters. So, you know, being honest, the three of their best players not playing. And they managed to kick a substantial score without a massive bag of goals from Lee Williams. It shows they've got other avenues to goal, which was probably their faults on Easter Sunday is they were very Leroy-centric. He's the best full forward in the competition. We know that. But they need to find more avenues to goal and, and hit the scoreboard on a more regular basis. I'm not sure how many individual goal kicks they had, Panda, but I think it was around the... Uh, the eight-plus mark, which is just a really impressive sign. Whilst for North Albury, they're a young side. We're not expecting a any dozen. dozen goal kickers. Yep. Um, North Albury are a young side. We're not expecting miracles from them this year. We're expecting them to, to improve and keep making inroads. And from where they were last year, Lee Williams kicked 16 goals against them. Um, in their first hit out, he only kicked four on the weekend. So Jacko Wiedemann comes in, does a good job on him, and North Aubrey just keep chipping away. By all reports, Jackson Wiedemann um, was definitely got the points in this in this fixture as well. Um, kept him goalless in the first half. Uh, Lee Williams bobbed up and kicked four goals in the third quarter. Saw him do something very similar against Corowa last year, um, where Cody Howard got the points in the second game, and then all of a sudden in the third quarter, Lee bang, bang, came bang. out and kicked six goals and completely turned the tide. So Jackson Wiedemann coming back from Port Melbourne, that's, um, you know, they, they're hopefully for North Aubrey's sake, they're getting back um, a, a fair bit. Obviously, you like to see their, you know, the best players going and playing VFL. But, um, you know, I, I hopefully for North Aubrey's sake, Jackson Wiedemann might spend a bit of time there. Um, they'd be disappointed 
that's two games in a row where North Albury um, have had the last quarter get away from them. If you look at the Wodonga game, I think they had seven goals to none kicked on them, and then that's six goals to none kicked on them against Yarrawonga. They got the margin back to 19 points midway through the second quarter, North Albury, and then once again, just let the game get away from them. So they'd be really disappointed with that. But uh, Yarrawonga officially getting the Stevie J era underway with a win, Gus McLeod, by 100 points. And we'll preview it in the third part of the podcast, but they could easily go 2-1 and one, or they could go 1-2 and two pound. They take on Wangaratta uh, next week and what is going to be an enthralling encounter. But the other game that we, uh, we need to dive into, Panda, and hear straight from the horse's mouth how it went, was probably the most intriguing game of the weekend. The Rovers and the Raiders, one of the stars of the Raiders, is going to join us on the other side of this. Cam Ellis Yon Cam Ellis Yolman, I should say, to join us on the round of one. So we'll go in line. The round that was podcast all things recapping round two of the SSNA Ovens and Murray. My name is Blake Pander Escott. Across the road for me is Gus McLeod. And no drive-by this time, Pander? No drive-by, Gussie, at all. <laughs> Just uh, wanting to focus on an extraordinary game that we weren't able to call, uh, obviously, on the weekend. The Rovers up against the Raiders. Now, we all f- tip the Rovers, apart from one man. Scott Montgomery. And I reckon at about 4.20pm on Saturday Arvo, he had a very, very big grin on his face at our man, Mont. And Monty did get some feedback he did. from a few people <laughs> in the Rovers camp. And we probably can't repeat some of that no. feedback on air. But I'll tell you what, he was he was very close to being a genius. He was indeed. And I reckon he had a couple of messages lined up. And a man who we got to see debut on the weekend for the Wodonga Raiders. And, well, he's just going to be a force to be reckoned with in season 2023. Is Cam Ellis Yolman. We've already heard from him a couple of times on our a Live podcast channel. And I can tell you, Gussie, as well, we're going to hear from you a little bit more Ooh, yes. as well. Cam, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're a little bit sore today, no doubt, but how was your first experience in the A&M? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was great. I loved it. Um, it was good to finally put the, the jersey on with, with the boys after such a long um, uh, pre-season, obviously not playing uh, uh, last week because of the... Um, of Cora, unfortunately, but um, yeah, it's um, finally good to to play with the boys, especially being at home. And um, yeah, the crowd was awesome, and it was a really competitive game. Cam, a question we often like to ask the uh, the new players to the competition as they start their journey in the Ovens and Murray is about the standard of the contest and the way the games played in the Ovens and Murray. As someone that's played at the highest level, where do you compare it? Uh, albeit just from one hit out. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, very, very competitive. Like it was good to play. Um, Wang Rovers first, uh, first up. Um, they're obviously a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, obviously knocking off the uh, last year's premiership winners, and um, yeah, we, they were they were very competitive. And um, yeah, it's a good good standard of footy. Um, obviously playing at our home game, a um, bit more space, so um, it opened up a bit more. But um, yeah, we got there. They had some unreal players, um, um, blokes like uh, Philo. Just was, just brought his his own own footy pretty much on the weekend. He was a, a great player, and um, yeah, he, he played really well for them. So 
um, yeah, so it's an awesome standard and I'm loving it so far. Focusing on the positives from the Raiders' perspective, Cam, I mean, you must be in- incredibly proud of the effort and, um, you know, some of the uh, some of the output from, from, from your group. It's, a, it's an incredibly young group and to go out and, and perform like that against the Rovers where no one really gave you too much of a chance. I know internally you would have really rated your chances, but, um, you know, and almost knocked them off and, and led, you know, a lot throughout that last quarter. You must be really pumped and can build on this. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, our players pretty much played our played their role, um, which which we exactly wanted wanted the boys to do. Um, stuck to the game plan, and um, we didn't really worry too much about uh, Wayne Rovers and how they play. It's kind of just playing um, the standard of footy that we've um, tried to instill in them um, through the preseason, and um, obviously being so competitive um, the whole day it obviously holds up. And um, honestly, the game could have gone. Either way, obviously they, they had some um, cooler heads in the in the last um, five to ten minutes that uh, managed to get them over the line. But um, yeah, some of our young young boys stood up, put their head over the footy when they had some big um, big boys, big big bodies coming at them, and um, it was just awesome to play with those boys. And um, I love the way we're, that we're tracking, and um, yeah, it was an awesome game to to start with, and um, that's the standard. And now we just got to keep it going through the rest of the season. Cam, Panda and I spoke on Friday morning. We walked into the office together and went, gee, we don't know many of these young Raiders boys coming through. There were names, or not household names, in the ovens of Murray. And I've gone back and, and watched the tape, admittedly not with a close eye on things, but some players that you know really caught my eye are young Nelson Bowie, Ned Conway, of course, is the nephew of of club legend Nara, uh, and guys that we know a little bit about, like Cooper Smith and, and Charlie St. John. But the, the young talent that is coming through under yourself and, and Mark Armand is really exciting. And the thing I like is you guys seem to play a really attractive, take-the-game-on style of football. And that's something these young kids, uh, albeit just one hit out, are starting to relish in. Yeah, definitely. Those those boys and those names that you, um, you mentioned, like Nelson and... And Charlie and, and Ned, they just they just really stood up on the weekend. Um, obviously, they they're young and and fit and thriving, and they want to play fast and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously, uh, it's up to um, Mark and, and and me and the rest of the coaches to to um, add that composure and um, that game sense around um, obviously their style of, of way of playing. So um, yeah, got to see the best of them and. And how they want to play, and then obviously they'll they'll stick into the game plan, and um, yeah, they just played played awesome, awesomely. I couldn't couldn't fault them, um, um, and yeah, it was it was just a, such a, a great game to be a part of, and and see, um, I guess how our preseason has stood up um, in um, in the in the obviously home and away season, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to being competitive and um, be like if. If teams are going to underestimate us and sleep on us, then um, they're going to get a, a bit of a shock, I reckon. I like it. I like it indeed. And a team that will not underestimate you whatsoever will be the Wodonga Bulldogs this weekend. I mean, this is a fixture where the Raiders have traditionally owned over the last couple of uh, couple of years, uh, albeit uh, last year, where 
uh, where the dogs do get the job done. But um, they've played some classics in the last few years, the, the Raiders and the Bulldogs, and we get to see another instalment on Anzac Day in nine days' time. You must be pumped. It's a cross-town derby. Um, you know, you've played some big games in the AFL, but, um, you, you know, your, your attention turns pretty quickly to a big game Anzac Day. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, I, when I first came over here and um, talked to the boys just to meet them and, and see what the club was like, um, I asked them what the big games games were and straight away they said pretty much uh, Anzac game against our rivals, um, the Bulldogs, is, is pretty much their grand final. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been worded up about it and how, how big of a game it is. And, um, yeah, I've played in a few um, Anzac games um, in other other leagues and stuff, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I know it's going to be a huge clash. Um, and they're looking they're looking great. They obviously um, knocked off um, the Magpies last week, and um, yeah, it's going to be a great great tape to watch and see how they play and um, how we can um, counteract them. And um, yeah, obviously play our our standard of footy and see how it holds up um, against another competitive team um, that's looking looking really good and. Um, yeah, it's a big stage, so we're looking looking forward to it. Cam, you're obviously one of the more senior players in the side. I don't think there'd be too many players in the Raiders starting lineup that are over 28. I think you and Johnny are, are probably the oldest uh, couple of fellas in the side. How do you make sure that your young group just stay calm and composed and, and don't get overwhelmed by the occasion that is Anzac Day? In um, a player coach, um, and the boys have been so responsive um every time I've, I've talked to him and um and yeah it's, it's great to be out out in the field and um i can get my message through to them straight away and um there was a couple of moments um during the game on on the weekend where um it was getting pretty pretty fiery and um i, I guess the rovers were getting a bit frustrated with how we were playing and um yeah obviously we we're playing our brand of footy and um it was showing on the scoreboard, um, and yeah, I had to make sure they kept cool and and kept playing our way instead of getting um, drawn into obviously the, uh, the Rovers' frustrate, frustration. And um, there was a few niggles and um, clashes here and there, but um, yeah, it was just it, it's, it's great the way the boys listen to me. And um, obviously, Mark's uh, um, in the coach's box. Um, he sends his message out to me, and it's easy to to get the message out when you're on the field. So, um, yeah, it's been great. And the boys are really, really awesome to, to work with and uh, and obviously play with. So it's been it's a pretty good uh, um, combination we got going. And, um, yeah, obviously one, one game down, and we'll see how it holds up. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Looking forward to that matchup, Anzac Day, Gussie. Angus Baker versus Cam Ellis Yeoman. That's going to be a ripper in the midfield. Well, I can't. I won't. I won't name names, but there were one or two Wodonga players that spoke to me yesterday. And after watching Cam, particularly kick a couple of his goals that he kicked, I've just said I'll be staying well and truly, <laughs> well and truly out of the midfield when Cam's in there. <laughs> one thing we are looking forward to, Cam, is uh, you helping us out on O and M Live a little bit as well, Gussie. Um, Cam's going to get on the podcast channel, we believe. He is. Cam's going to be. Uh, doing some work with us, interviewing some players and, and sharing some stories uh, from people inside the ovens of Murray, Cam. And it's it's a space that you've been eager to get into for a long period of time and something we're quite excited to, to help join you in. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to, um, yeah, obviously get on board with you guys and um, start a podcast about, um, yeah, some of the, the players and, and, um, and people around O&M, um, the community and, 
um, hear from some of the stories that the uh, some of the the boys have, and um, yeah, just have a general chat with them and um, and see how they're going throughout the year, and um, yeah, just kind of get their the players' personalities out there and 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 um, see what they're like, um, not just as a player and but more as a person, which is which would be awesome and. I'm sure there'll be a lot of a lot of funny stories and <laughs> things that a lot of a lot of people would love to know about. So um, yeah, um, obviously fans and and people listening in and tuning in, like uh, definitely comment and and um, suggest players that you would love to hear from. And um, yeah, we'll get it going. I love it. The uh, O&M Live, Cam Ellis Yolman uh, own Howie Games, Gus. That's what uh, I that's reckon it much, is. That's pretty, pretty much, much what, it what it is. We might need to work on the name. I think yes. we can call it uh, yeah. Cam Ellis Yolman Howie thinking? Games. You got we'll any ideas, <laughs> Cam? Have you got any ideas, Cam? I've got I've got a few ideas, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get it going. Um, um, I've got a, I've got a bit of a list. I need to narrow 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 it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I, I'm very excited to to get it started and. Um, yeah, chat to chat to some few of the boys that I've been playing against. Um, I know there's a few few boys that have some good stories. Um, been in, in the uh, in the papers and um, yeah, what's going around. So it'd be it'd be very very good to tune in um, for the fans to listen in, and uh, especially if you're a big footy fan or just love watching and and barracking. So looking forward to it. Well, we can't get any gold out of some of the players most of the time, Gussie, so we'll let Cam do it. They give us the straight bat, you know. Exactly we're, we're, right. We're the blokes in the media. They might give Cam some uh, some really juicy stuff. Cam, appreciate That's you joining it. us uh, here, mate, and we, are, we look forward to having you join us on a more regular basis with your podcasts, and uh, we'll catch you on Anzac Day, mate, Beauty. for the big game against the Dogs. Bring it on. Absolutely. We're excited, and I can't wait to, to um, show up and invest. That was wrapping up all things round two in the SSNA Ovens and Murray. Make sure you hit subscribe now to our OM Live podcast channel, wherever you get your podcast from, and never miss a minute, a second of all your OM Live action, which returns again uh, over two days this weekend. Gus McLeod, we will be there for the big grand final rematch Yarrawonga versus Wangaratta in both the football and the netball. Coverage starting on Saturday from midday um, with the netball, Reed Alahenti, and of course, Tim Matthews. And then uh, into the football broadcast, and then we'll back it up again on Anzac Day with an absolute beauty, Wodonga uh, Bulldogs at home to their rivals, the Wodonga Raiders. Cannot wait again. Both games equally as exciting in the football and the netball panda on the Saturday. I think both netball sides have got a little bit stronger as well. So Ray and Tam will have an absolute classic on A&M Live netball. As will the footy. A lot of intrigue around this game, Panda. Wayne Garada have been disappointing. They've had a lot of things go against him. Mark Anderson, we, we really are sweating on the results of his ankle injury. He was in cr- on crutches and, and in tears at one stage on, on Saturday. So we we, uh, we send our thoughts to, to Mark Anderson and, of course, the Anderson family. Great supporters of ours here at A&M Live with Apco and Wangaratta. They'll be down a soldier. Uh, well, for Jamie's already out as Correct. well. Jamie's already out with a knee and uh, I believe he's overseas a minute. So I don't think the, uh, the ACL is affecting Jimmer too much. But um, Wangaratta are down a soldier again. Yarrawonga have sort of found their, their groove. They're back on the winner's uh, sheet after a win over North Albury. A lot of intrigue around this game. I expect the commentary to really hype up around Thursday and Friday. Yeah, with selection and, and all that sort of stuff as well. Because we've seen Michael Newton pull out late. Been named Twice. and then pull out late on two occasions. Does he miraculously get up on the weekend and play his first game for the year? And, and when we say pull out late, 
his name was withdrawn from the team sheet late. From what I've gathered, he was never going to play. No, 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 he was never going to play. Rocked up in tracksuits both games. So, um, will he play this weekend? We're not too sure. Um, you know, what sort of lineups do, does Yarra Wonga come out with? Does Lockie Howe come back? Does Lee Masters come back as well? So, going to be very interesting on Thursday night at about 8 p.m. on Play HQ. Rovers Lavi's another belter as well. It's a genuine arm wrestle. Lavington have been disappointing Panda by their own standards that they've set, and they've said that externally as well. The Rovers have just limped across the line on two occasions now. So um, last two last two encounters these two sides had were absolute classics, and I'm hoping this week's going to be the same. I just hope Mother Nature looks after us and we get some nice weather. Going to be good all week. For favourable conditions. All week going to be sunny, 20 degrees. And then, uh, funnily enough, Panda, in eight days' time from recording of this podcast, Monday evening, North Aubrey take on the Aubrey Tigers up at Bunton. Now, uh, looking forward to seeing how North respond following their loss to Yarrawonga. But I cannot wait for the Dogs and the Raiders, all the action here on A&M Live. Uh, three o'clock start. They always start that one a little bit later. Yep. Uh, across the river in Wodonga. Um it's going to be an absolute classic. It's going to be an absolute ball terror. The Raiders have shown the competition. They're no easy beats. And the Dogs, well, they'll still be going to this game undefeated on top of the ladder, Panda. Yeah, they can go 4-0. and And if they go 4-0, and they will they'll play, they'll play finals. And they'll end that drought, which lasts 13 or 14 years at the moment. Uh, North Aubrey, I think, have something to prove against Aubrey as well. Um, no one will give them a chance, and, and rightly so. And I Aubrey, think you'll tip them. Uh, I think you're right, Gus. I've made a, I've made a vouch that I'm just going to roll over the North Aubrey tip every single week because I get a bite every single time, which is what we love. Monty did the same thing with the Raiders, so I'm going to roll that one over. Don't worry. I got a very good text message from our man, Brad Sprinkles Freak, who, who made it quite clear to the call team he was going to have a few sherbets on Saturday night, and he sent through a text message, which I cannot repeat on air, but it was along the lines of, I've tipped with Donga, and you can all go and get stuff. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I think North Aubrey have, have been disappointed disappointing on Anzac Day over the past four or five years. It's been a really one-sided game. So looking when, forward to seeing them improve a little bit. On the spot, when was North Aubrey's last Anzac Day win? The last time North Aubrey beat Aubrey was in 2008. Geez, so we're going back a long time. I'm not sure whether that was Anzac Day or not that year, but we're going back. It's its 15th year since North Aubrey last beat Aubrey. Anthony Miles playing for North that day. There you go. Says a lot about how much football has changed in the region. So... Uh, only four games this weekend, Panda. Two games to preview in depth on Saturday. And then, of course, we roll into Tuesday. And then, all of a sudden, Panda, will be, uh, we'll be back here before you know it. I'm really looking forward to that Yarrawangaratta uh, netball game. Yeah, as am I. That's going to be an absolute beauty as well. Does Amanda Amansky come back for her first game for the Magpies? Oh, I think she still might be a week a or two bit away, off. I think. So, um, no, looking forward to uh, looking forward to that netball game. And can Myrtleford, well, they got the bye. Um, uh, I mean, they're 2-0 in the netball as well under Liv, Liv Lespina and, and, and Tina Way. So, they've started the season very well. Got a couple of very funny Snapchats from Liv Lespina of her reviewing her own game uh, on the weekend. Of course, watching the O&M live coverage back. Uh, quite funny to see the insights from the players. It was. They're, they're flying. They're, they're absolutely flying the Myrtleford Alpine Saints. They're eager to take that final spot. By the same token, the Aubrey Tigers were no easy beats in that netball game as well. Myrtleford had to really grind to get the chocolates. And the netball game on Anzac Day Panda, I think both of these netball games are really exciting as well. Wodonga probably aren't playing to their potential just yet. Raiders have gone out and recruited heavily, so they've got, got a point to prove. And North Aubrey and Aubrey Panda, well, they're probably going to be pushing to take that fifth spot 
They're going to be two sides that will eagerly want to play finals. And whoever wins this game, Panda, against the old-fashioned eight-point eight point match on Anzac Day between the Tigers and the Hoppers and the Netball Court. Absolutely. And, of course, you can catch the uh, the Netball action, Yarrawonga versus Wangaratta. As we said, midday uh, on Saturday, uh, Yarrawonga versus Wangaratta on 2AY and 3 a networked across both stations from 2pm on Saturday and then exclusive to 2AY on uh, Anzac Day. Wodonga up against the Raiders. My name is Blake Pandarescott. He is Gus McLeod. We hope you've enjoyed the round that was recapping all things round two in the SSNA ovens and Murray. Make sure you start the date with our own and live Facebook page and we'll catch you again on Saturday. What are you playing on your phone? You're watching Snapchat or TikToks, aren't you? No, I'm watching Prime Train and uh, Timmy Lawrence's TikToks. Well, there you go. Interesting stuff. Hope you have a great week and we'll catch you on Saturday.